welcome, 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 welcome to the 3ND Podcast. Thanks for joining us again here on what is for us a Monday evening. Probably one of the best Mondays in Houston history, actually, Wayne, because Bill O'Brien is no longer the head coach of the Houston Texans, nor is he the GM. He's gone. Praise, Praise the alert. That's what I said earlier. I said, all praise, glory, and honor to the Lord Most High. Yo, all of Houston is is ecstatic right now. I really didn't think it was going to happen. Did you see? They were like, as soon as Bill O'Brien got fired, the Astros hit like three home runs. Like that. <laughs> I did see that. Wait, did yeah, the Astros like, win? Yeah, they won 10 to 5, I think. All right. Up on the yeah. Oakland A's. Hey, here's what I was curious about, though. Um, Why are they playing in the... LA Dodgers Stadium. I don't know. Maybe that's just like they a, weren't in Oakland or Houston. They were in LA. Maybe they're just doing like a neutral site for all the games. That's what I thought too, but I I, I don't oh. keep up with baseball enough to actually know. But I was just all those little cardboard cutout fans, a bunch of them had mm-hmm. Dodgers gear on. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. Wouldn't you put like Houston or Oakland jerseys on them? And then mm-hmm. I saw that they were actually at the Dodger Stadium, so was kind of confused, but whatever. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, so are we sponsored by Vitamin Water? You said that we were before we actually recorded. Vitamin Vitamin Water. I didn't, I didn't get the email yet, but I know it's on the way. So I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, just get the, the product placement out of the way. I I'll can't wait to be right paid for this. Something. Put a sticker right there. Yeah, so we can y'all know that we're sponsored by Vitamin Water every time you watch a video. We're also sponsored by Actual Water, all yes water. Uh, all H2O. It's a huge endorsement. Uh, we're getting paid millions. <laughs> all jokes aside, well, ho- hopefully we don't have the. Uh, hopefully we're not sponsored by that water in Lake Jackson. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. I don't know. Well, I thought you were talking about Flint. Because they got some bad water over there. No, but did you listen. did you hear about the flesh eating like bacteria oh, that's in that water? Yes. Listen, we're not sponsored by that one. Hold the phone because if if that makes its way over here, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna drink a bunch of vitamin water. I'm going to Africa or France or something like that. I don't know. Shoot, I'm somewhere. Wakanda. <laughs> Wakanda forever. R.I.P. Uh, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, man. Uh, Wayne, anyway. how, was your, how was your week, man? Dude, week was good, man. I mean, I, I guess it's the beginning of the week, but I, more so last week. Oh, last week? Yeah. Hung out with the kids at work, you know, just hanging out, chilling, um, making sure they're staying on task. Had a great weekend. Hung out with the lady friend, you know. Ooh, we're going strong. You already know. <laughs> ah, ha, ha, ha. No, she's probably going <laughs> to listen to this and tell me I'm stupid, but it's okay. <laughs> It is what it is. Yeah. But yeah. uh yeah, we had some fun. Went to church, watched football, ate tacos, check it. We had yeah. some, we had a good time. Yeah, we had uh the finals. So we thought the first two was going to be or at least when we saw the first two games, it was like, This looks like it's gonna be and I wrote here in my notes, Wayne, and I told you beforehand, this looked like the most boring finals ever. It looked like a rap, a chicken rap whatever kind of rap you want to call it. It was done. Chicken rap. But last night, Jimmy Butler, with his bad 
groomed mustache and hair and everything in between. The big mm-hmm. Mr. Big Face Coffee was on one last night. Uh, what did you think of his performance? I have some thoughts on it, but he, I think he ended up with a triple-double, 40 points, I think somewhere around 12 assists, 11 assists, and 10 it rebounds, was, something was like that. 40, 40, 12, and 11, I think. Yeah. He really – he really changed the dynamic of this game, especially with, with Bam and uh, Drogic out, two of their best players, and he still managed to galvanize that team and get him uh, to the end of the game to, to get the W and honestly make this a series again. Yeah, so on, on Jimmy Butler's side, like, yo, that man, I don't know what possessed him. I mean, I guess he's had it in him the whole time. It's just like, you know – now his team really needed him more than ever. And he was like, you know, I'm just going to step up and do it. So shout out Jimmy Butler for dropping 40 on the Lakers, man. That's not an easy task. Looking at all the defensive minded people the Lakers have for him to just, and all he did was basically just attack, 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 get to the line, especially in the fourth quarter, got to the line, got the fouls, um, attack LeBron as much as he could, got him off center a little bit. So shout out to Jimmy Butler for just throwing the Lakers for an entire loop. And then even the guys around him, like Tyler Hero showed up in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Duncan Robinson was crazy because Duncan Robinson, I thought was going to sell the game because he takes those like contested threes. But even though like they go in, in those moments, I'm just like, bro, just swing the ball, make the easy pass. He would just catch it and just pull it. Yeah, like, and, and stop and, doing that. And he's the hardest player to keep out there too because as soon as he goes back on the defensive end, every Lakers player is targeting him. Every switch that's being made on defense is trying to get, you know, Duncan Robinson on AD or Duncan Robinson on LeBron. And literally that's what they were trying to do the whole time. But even late in the game, like he, he came up with some key steals and, and plays in the final moment. So uh, good on him. Yeah. He, he finally hit one of those threes where he, I forgot, I think it was like on the right side of the court and they swung it to him and the dude was in his face. I forgot who it was. Probably like KCP or something. Dude was in his face, and he just pulled it like he didn't care. And I'm was like, this, bro, why would you shoot that? Was this late in the fourth? Huh? Was this late in the fourth? I don't know if it was. I think it was in the fourth at some point. It probably was I, late in the Because I thought he had some three-pointer there uh, in, kind of in the closing minutes of the game where it was kind of like the nail in the coffin. It was, it was kind of like, okay, Lakers need to just pack it up and go home. And honestly – I don't know if you saw this too, but LeBron started walking off with 10 seconds left in the yeah. game, and there was a lot of fuss made about done. that. Yeah, there was a lot of fuss. And you know what? I think – so you watched the the documentary about – the Michael Jordan documentary? Mm-hmm. So remember when they talked about how the Bad Boys Pistons, whenever the, the Bulls finally beat them, how they just, like, walked off the court? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, people before that, you know, they were like, you know, you don't walk off the court, you got to show respect, you know, shake hands, all that good stuff. But after that, people were really like, oh, snap, so you just going to walk off the court and not shake hands? So I think like that kind of mindset has come from that documentary. And so when LeBron walked off the court, I feel like if that documentary never came out, I mean, yeah, there'd be like people, you know, kind of upset, but you know, they'd be like, oh, it's LeBron. He's just mad. He's going to get ready for next game. But, but but that what but the Detroit thing was to end the series, you know, not true. to 
you know, he's still in the middle of the series. So I guess you could say he could get away with it if he wanted to. And yeah, I mean, I get people getting upset, like, you know, stay out because the Lakers were, were really like scrambling just to get five players out there so they could inbound for, you know, the yeah. last 0.8 seconds or whatever it was. Um, so should he have done it? Probably not. But is it the biggest story right now? No, not at all. But you know they're going to take that and run with it because, you know, it's LeBron. It's, it's LeBron. the mindset. It's the stay out there, you know, shake hands even though you lost. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but LeBron was just done. So speaking of done, we know the series is 2-1 now. Jimmy Butler had an, an incredible game. You talked about Tyler Hero, uh, which, by the way, for him, I thought the most important thing yesterday was his shot was not falling for a large majority of the game. However, he kept shooting. And great players keep shooting, and they keep shooting with confidence. A lot of players will start to miss and and let that deter them, even from good looks that they're getting. Or when the defense starts to sag off on them, they will be passive and and not actually take the opportunities that are in front of them. But he continued to stay aggressive. I think he hit a three-pointer baseline uh, late in the fourth quarter, and that really galvanized the team. He had a, like a transition layup against Rajon Rondo um, also in that fourth quarter. So he really showed that even though he wasn't shooting great, you don't, you don't always have to have a sh- great shooting game to make your imprint on the game. Because if you have key buckets, that means you're contributing in a huge way. Mm-hmm. So Sometimes it's not about how many you get, it's when you get them. Exactly, yeah, and he definitely did that. So we know that this series is 2-1. I firmly believe that the Lakers will still win this, but I actually said that I told a friend the other day, I said, yeah, after those first two games, I'm pretty positive. This is going to be a sweep and not just a sweep because the Lakers are the best team. You know, it's the one seed versus the five seed, but more so because of that bam injury and because of that Drogic injury. I mean, Goran was the, the top scorer for them. Uh, across their whole roster. He was the leading scorer. And then we've seen what Bam's done in these playoffs. He's been extremely important to everything they do, an anchor on the defensive end, um, a big who's able to pass the ball, to be powerful, to be aggressive versus AD, to be able to be a a big that switches out on even guards and still is able to keep up with them. Um, But, yeah, after those two guys going down, I was not very confident that this could even be competitive. Now, I think Bam is probably going to come back next game, but I think Drogic coming back is becoming less and less likely. I don't even do – you, do you know what kind of injury he had? It was some sort of foot tear or something, but it was plantar fasciitis. I don't even know how to pronounce these things. Uh, uh, um, plantar fasciitis? Yes. Something like that, yeah. Apparently he had a tear or something, a slight tear. But there have been moments where people have played through this and they haven't played as great, but I guess medical experts say you can still play through it. You just don't have all the uh, abilities that you usually have. So even if he comes back, he's going to be a little bit more deterred. Uh, but what do you think? Is, is the Heat winning last night going to make this interesting or is it still a wrap and the Lakers are going to win in five or six games? Well, I think I had Lakers in six to start. So I'm going to stick with that. 
I think it's still going to be Lakers in six. Yeah. Um, I mean, the way I thought it was going to go down was I thought they were going to, like, split the first two games. And then from that point on, it was going to be like, okay, and when does LeBron want to give you your second game? But the Lakers came out swinging from the first two games. And so I was kind of thrown for a loop. I was like, dang, it might be a sweep. It might be a gentleman's sweep. I don't know. But after last night, um, seeing what Jimmy Butler, you know, how he put the team on his back, basically to win that game. And then they're getting Bam out of bio back. I think they'll probably just take another game. Um, not the next one. They'll take the next one after that. It'll be three, two. And then the Lakers will just go out and do what they do. Yeah. I, I think you're right too. And I, I would take six games over five games just for the, for the sake of entertainment. Cause it really was pretty boring. Those first two games, you're like, man, there's, and even when Goron and Bam were in for the majority of that first game, the Heat were still losing. So even if they come back, there's no guarantee that they're just going to take off. Uh, but they certainly help. They don't deter the team if they're on the court. Uh, they, I mean, they might if Drogic is kind of injured, but I think Bam will really be the the tone setter for them, especially on the defensive end. Uh, AD did not shoot great last night. I think he only got off like nine shots total. I mean, they packed the paint. That that's one thing that he did really well. They packed the paint and they took that away from them. And LeBron didn't have a great game either. But those first two games, Wayne, both LeBron and uh, Davis, their numbers were identical even to those Shaq Kobe days when they were, you know, the the three peat Lakers during, you know, I think it was two thousand to two thousand three or something like that. Um, but very similar numbers. I I was thinking to myself, okay me and you both agree that the Lakers are going to win. Um, yep. They've both been equally dominant. And even in the last game, they were both equally not as good. Uh, so if they do end up winning, who do you see taking home that finals MVP? Dang, that's a good question. Because if I'm talking about the storybook ending, it's got to be LeBron. Because, you know, have everything that happened this season – um, R.I.P. Kobe, all that good stuff, and him trying to just, like, take that mantle and keep it going, the storybook ending would be LeBron. But then I got to look at Anthony Davis, who um, even back in the uh, series before when they were playing the Nuggets, Anthony Davis hit that shot, and then he was doing that interview, and he was like, I just, I, I just want to be the guy. Like, I'm the guy. And so even in this series, I'm like, Anthony Davis is looking like he can – just be that guy to carry this team if LeBron's having an off night, if, you know, Alex Caruso ain't doing anything, Kyle Kuzma's, you know, stinking it up. You just give the ball to AD. You don't have to give it to LeBron anymore. You can give it to Anthony Davis, and he can do just about everything LeBron can do just, you know, as a big man, you know. So I guess if it's coming from me, like my personal opinion, I would say Anthony Davis would get finals MVP. Because, so he had the first two games where he did really good, didn't do as good this last game. Then they get Bam back. If Anthony Davis can still prove that he can drop, you know, 30, 35 points on Bam Adebayo, on Duncan Robinson, on anybody who guards him, I say Anthony Davis should be like the clear-cut MVP or finals MVP for this series. Yeah. I guess the better question would be, when you neutralize or take away one of those those guys, which of them helps to lead to victories more? 
You know, if, mm-hmm. if, if LeBron was hot and doing his thing, passing the ball, distributing it like he always does, uh, playing great defense in key moments and scoring the ball, or Anthony Davis being able to – you don't really have to even set up a play on the offensive end with the Lakers with him. You just dump him the ball and he'll do whatever he can with it because he can shoot it from the outside, the mid-range. Uh, he's he's kind of slender in a way, even as a big man, and, and still able to get to the bucket. So he can do anything he wants. But I would say if you take away one of those guys and, and you're asking yourself, which one do I want to keep in order to for us to have a better chance at you know, bringing us to the end to win the finals, I think the guy that – to me, that's still going to help you win more than the other. If I had to choose one is probably LeBron. Like yeah. LeBron, it's because he does so much for this team. He, besides Rondo, he's practically the point guard. I mean, he creates everything. And then when someone's hot, and we saw this in the Nugget series, when nobody could really stop uh, Jamal Murray for a couple, uh, one of those games where he got really hot. And LeBron decided to guard him in the last three minutes and just totally neutralized him and took him out of the game. Uh, LeBron has the ability to turn it on whenever he wants. Doesn't matter when, he's going to turn it on. And so I think he will ultimately end up winning that finals MVP. And isn't it a media award? Like, isn't it media votes that decide that? I think it is. I don't know if it is or not, but if it is, if it is, then yeah, he's definitely getting it because the media yeah. loves LeBron. Um, but he's well deserving it of it either way. And if AD got it, I, I wouldn't have anything to say. Like they're they've both been equally as dominant. Um, is AD one of LeBron's best teammates? One of the best duos he's had because we've seen him with great players before. We've seen him with D Wade, Chris Bosh, Kevin Love. Kyrie Irving, Lonzo Ball, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, out of all those duos, is, is AD the one that complements LeBron best? Or was it a Kyrie or was it a D-Wade? That's a good question. That is a very good question. Um, I don't know. Dang, that's a good question. I feel like LeBron has, throughout his career, for every stage of his career that he's been in, he's had the perfect sidekick, you know what I mean, or the perfect partner in crime. When he was back in his young, you know, running gun days, Mm -hmm. he had D-Wade and Chris Bosh. They just run the floor. You know, that's where you get the iconic picture from with Dwayne Wade with his arms out and LeBron dunking behind him. Like, they were just having fun. So he could run and do all that stuff. Then he had Kyrie, you know, someone to be a ball handler when he didn't when he didn't have to, you know. Then he developed, a, you know, kind of a better ball handling, and he would bring the ball up the court. And yeah. then now you see him with AD, where, you know, you need that big man who can take some pressure off of you, so you don't have to like constantly beat yourself up in the paint as much because you know he's older. So you know you leave that to AD to be in the paint more, and you can like do stuff on the outside, facilitate hit a couple threes if you need to. And then whenever you, like you said, he can turn it on whenever he wants to, then you can just say, all right, AD, clear the paint, move out the way, I'm about to take over. Yeah. But for every stage he's been in, he's had that perfect, like, duo or trio to help him out. 
But for me, I'd probably say I really love when he was, when it was him and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Like those two, they just played off of each other so well. And yeah. then when they went to the finals against the Warriors, all those times, like just watching them go at it, dude. It was I mean, crazy, those, man. The two key moments from that game late in the stretch in that game seven against the Warriors was Kyrie shot over Curry mm-hmm. to put them up three and LeBron's block on Iguodala. And that really embodies their unity as a duo. Like they they had different giftings, but it worked in their favor to get them that championship. Yeah. Well, AD's definitely been the best big LeBron's ever played with. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Kevin Love is not comparable at not even close, uh, at least Cleveland Kevin Love. Um, and, you know, Chris Bosh played his role. Chris Bosh wasn't a guy like AD. You know, AD is a franchise guy pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Bosh was complimentary for the Heat while D Wade and LeBron were more at the helm. Uh, but I think I have to agree with you. Uh, I think Kyrie was honestly the best because even when LeBron was with D Wade, it was in those latter years, and, and D Wade really struggled with injuries, uh, even at those last few uh, years where they were going to the finals. And I just felt like he wasn't a shell of himself. He could still produce, but it was a lot of LeBron. Uh, and I, Kyrie could get it from outside. He could get it from inside. He could handle the ball like no one's business, get to the free throw line, which, yes, D-Wade could do all those things as well. Um, but Kyrie, Kyrie has that clutch gene too, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you need the clutch gene in the playoffs. Now, I would argue that Kyrie, D-Wade, and AD all have – somewhat of a clutch gene but man we we lived and breathed that shot over Steph Curry like yeah that is gonna be a painting on my wall one day probably just because I hate the Warriors though um see I love the Warriors man I think I'm gonna put hurt I think I'm gonna put James Harden's face on Kyrie though so I have some semblance of victory Uh. for the Rockets Uh, (laughs) do some quick photoshop work uh, no, but I think Ky- I think Kyrie was his. I think Kyrie complimented LeBron the best, even though they had their disagreements. Every great duo does. Uh, it seems like him and AD like really get along, like they're buddy buddy. Uh, but they certainly have been amazing in these playoffs, and probably will be for the next two years. You know, LeBron's thirty five. I would imagine he's going to stay in this mode even till he's about thirty seven. Um, so yeah, they've been great. Um, speaking of Kyrie, you you caught me up to speed on a lot of things that he's said recently, because uh, honestly, there's been so much noise. I I had to ask you. I was like, I don't even know what he said. Tell me what everybody's upset about. So go ahead and tell the people what he said, and we'll discuss that a little bit. All right. So Kyrie, if you know Kyrie, Kyrie is known for saying some pretty outlandish stuff, like you know the Earth is flat and stuff like that. Dude, just. For whatever reason, sometimes he'll be a great basketball player, and then he always has to, like, compliment that great basketball play with saying something outlandish. So it's whatever at this point. We'll just let him have his moments. But this time, Kyrie, um, I'm not sure where either of these two instances take took place. I think the second one took place when he was talking with Kevin Durant on a podcast episode, like you mentioned. It's, it's called The Exceteras, if you want to go listen to it. The, the okay. ETC, ETCS. Gotcha. 
So the first thing he said, he was talking about, um, what was it? It was that you were uh, telling me about the, uh, it was basically a bash on LeBron, essentially, even though he didn't say LeBron's oh, name. Yeah, he was, the. I forgot what the exact quote was, but it was along the lines of him playing with KD was like, he said he finally had someone who he could like defer to like in clutch moments or mm-hmm. who could be clutch or where, you know, he didn't have to have the ball. It was somebody else that could have the ball. And then people were like, oh, but you played with LeBron. Is LeBron not clutch? Is LeBron, like they, you know, took that as a shot at LeBron. And then he went and apologized. was like, no, it's not a shot at LeBron. But that was the first instance. The second instance was. Wait, hold on. Let's, let's camp on there for a little bit. Okay. Because. Yes. He said, he, he said that. And then he said, I wasn't talking about LeBron, which he has to say that. Right. Mm-hmm. but let's pretend that he is talking about LeBron because those were, you know, a large portion of his prime years in winning basketball. I agree with him. Here's why. Talk about it. Here's why. I think when Kyrie says he has someone to defer to in clutch moments, yes, LeBron has found ways to be clutch, but LeBron's really not like a natural score per se Uh, he can score the ball don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. he's athletic uh he can get to the bucket anytime he wants when when he's when he's found a stroke it's you know it helps the whole team but he is not a an amazing shooter an amazing shooter like kevin durant and so i personally think it was more along the lines of shooting in the clutch Mm -hmm. which I would favor KD over LeBron, honestly. Oh, and so of course. I would agree if he was talking about LeBron. I kind of agree with him. I'm not going to lie. Now, that doesn't mean that, that LeBron isn't clutch. It just means that I think Kyrie probably trusts Kevin Durant a little bit more than LeBron because LeBron was really going to be the one that was going to set up Kyrie. Uh, in a way, like they both had their moments of, you know, in those final moments of of games. But really, when you think about Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie, they're both like aliens, essentially. Like one is basically seven foot and has got a handle and can shoot from anywhere on the court. And the other is probably the best ball handler we've ever seen in the game uh, with a clutch gene. You could get the ball to both of those guys and make something happen. So I think, I think that's where, where Kyrie probably favors KD a little bit more than LeBron. Yeah, Kevin Durant, in in my opinion, and probably a lot of opinions, is the greatest scorer the NBA has ever seen. Like only because he's seven foot tall, he can ball. He has ball handling. He can score in the paint. He can score mid range. He can score from the three with ease. We've seen him just pull up just because he can, because he knows you can't block you can't block him. So he'll just pull up. Yeah. We've seen him, you know, go in the paint and get some of those contact finishes. We've seen him back somebody down, hit a turnaround jumper. He can score from anywhere on the court. So I would I would also agree, like, yeah, if he's talking about LeBron with that shade. I will, yeah, throw your shade because you've got KD now, the greatest scorer this game has ever seen. That's going to be fun to watch, those two guys. Yeah. yeah. Hey, watch out. Brooklyn's KD, coming up. you're right, though. KD probably the 
purest score, one of the best scores ever. But I'd probably put him number two because J.R. Smith's probably one. So. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, when he's got the Henny in the system? Yeah, he's got the Henny all up in him. Hen- Henny J.R., he's, he's the GOAT. It seems like oh. any meme that ever comes up has to, you know, of J.R., any – if the word Hennessy is not in the conversation, J.R. <laughs> Smith has not been mentioned. But if he's been mentioned, that word is there. Yeah. Um, the second instance that we were going to touch on, and, and guys, feel free, if you're listening, feel free to go look this up, hit up, you know, whatever articles you want to find, videos of people talking about it, just to get more clarification. Or if you want to, like, get at us on Twitter and be like, oh, no, you do it. We welcome any and all commentary just let us know hit us up um but anyway the second instance was on that podcast i believe and it was katie and Kyrie talking and they were talking about how they can both be like the coach you know i guess like on the court coach or something i don't know i didn't listen to it i just heard it um but they were talking about how they can both be the coach when they need to you know like if Kyrie's going off he can be the coach katie going off he can be the coach so then people were like but y'all just got Steve Nash. So are y'all just basically saying y'all don't need him? Like the man just got there. So what is, what is this all about? But, but he said that there would be three coaches, right? Essentially. Uh, I believe so. So if he said three coaches, like it's not like they want to completely dismiss Steve Nash. Listen, I don't. True. Should, should he ever say these things out loud? No, but this is what Kyrie does. But you can't disagree with what he's saying because any star players around the league, look, Frank Vogel might get a lot of credit as being the Lakers coach, but who's really running that team? LeBron James. LeBron, LeBron James. Anthony Davis probably has a lot of say. Great players make the teams that are great. Not Great coaches can, and you can attest that to guys like Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr, but even those guys still have great players. And probably those players have a lot of say and a lot of input into the plays that are called and what decisions are made. It doesn't mean that the coach never gets to say what they need to say and not have influence, but these great players have influence as well. And I think that's more what he was alluding to. Uh, Again, he shouldn't say these things out loud, but he's not wrong. It's crazy because Kyrie's – just full of stuff you shouldn't say out loud, but he'll just say it. And then for the most part, you're like, dang, I agree with you. Yeah, you're making sense. Kyrie's like, the, like, Kyrie's like the talking urban dictionary. Yeah, pretty much. He just says whatever whatever everybody else is thinking. He's have not you, have you ever Googled your name in urban dictionary? I have. And? I forgot what it said, but I, I think I kind of liked it. Because I've Googled it multiple, or I've Urban Dictionary it multiple times. Hmm. So I must have liked it. Well, yeah, maybe I'll look it up at the end of the pod. and Look at what Kyrie is in Urban Dictionary. Kyrie? Do you really <laughs> want me to do that? Because I can do it right now. <laughs> well, I kind of wanted to look up yours, but, it, I mean, we can do, we can do Kyrie Irving as well. Yeah, we'll Kyrie. just do the word Kyrie. But if it's really inappropriate, I'm not going to say it. Because you know it probably is. Like it, The more definitions you read – It'd be like some some outlandish foolery. Okay. I'm I think this is appropriate. Here we go. Kyrie. A girl with the sweetest personality ever. Just think of Kyrie, by the way, just think of Kyrie Irving as you're listening to this. 
think of the the man Kyrie Irving, a girl with the sweetest personality ever. She is very funny. If you see her smiling, you can't help but smile too. She is the most attractive girl in the world. She is a great singer and good at swimming. Her brown hair is absolutely beautiful, which complements her great eyes. She has the cutest face in existence. Her attractiveness, talent, and great personality makes her impossible not to like. She is the best person ever and is basically perfect. Um, so Kyrie is a girl name. Kyrie's a girl name, and he's a great swimmer and singer. Hey, Kyrie can sing. I don't know if you heard his song. It's called he's Ridiculous a, or something like that. He's got a song? Yeah, it was for that movie he made, Uncle Drew. Okay. Yeah. You know I never saw that movie. Neither have I. I just heard the song. Okay, I looked up your name on Urban Dictionary. You ready? Oh, snap. What is it? Here we go. A guy, probably the most amazing guy you will ever meet. He will sweep you off your feet from day one, surprise you, love you and treasure you. He will treat you like a princess and respect you. Wait for you and make you feel like you can trust him until the end of your days. He will call you beautiful every day until you start to believe it, carry you through every problem and be that shoulder to lean on whenever you need him. Just seeing him makes you smile. His laugh makes your heart melt and his eyes are the most beautiful things you have ever seen. And he smells like Jesus. What? There was an extra word in that last line and I decided to skip it, but I just said, also, he smells like Jesus. That's what it says. Do you smell right. like Jesus? Hey, if Urban Dictionary says it, then it must be true. <laughs> I don't think hey, you know Jesus, what Jesus smells like. Jesus, if you're listening, which I know you are, let me know. <laughs> you're always listening, Lord. <laughs> uh, oh, that's good. Oh, wait, I like should, I, should I look up my name? Yes, you should. We this is fun. This. Why not? Drew. <laughs> we went from talking to basketball to Urban Dictionary. We're talking That's about basketball. okay. It's fine. Uh, hey, Drew, a charm. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to, uh, I'm going to not say the full words, okay? Here we go. Drew, <laughs> a charming and sweet a-hole. Has the tendencies... <laughs> To have a smart mouth and can be extremely sarcastic, but cares for everyone. He's nice when he wants to be and can make a girl fall for him in just the snap of a finger. He loves sports and his favorite colors are usually yellow, blue, and green. He has a playful attitude and is happy most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, they came off the bat swinging, bro. Okay, why was that extremely accurate, though? <laughs> bro, they got your whole life planned out. You didn't even know it. Yeah, somebody, somebody researched me or something and wrote that in. <laughs> Anyways, uh, all right, last thing for today before we absolutely go berserk. It's late, Wayne. I'm, I could look up much more names on Urban Dictionary, but I won't. Uh, fun fact real quick before we move on. This is the first time in LeBron's 10 appearances to the finals that his team has gone up 
crazy. Crazy, right? You would have you would have thought at least once one other time that would have happened. Dang, that means he's been playing some good comp, man. Crazy stuff. You would almost think though that the the Lakers are in trouble because those first two series they won or they lost their first game. First game they lost to the Blazers. The first game they lost to the Rockets. The first game I don't know. I don't think they lost to the Nuggets in the first game. But no, anyways, it seems like they always lose the first game. So was the was game three like their feel out game rather than game one now, or are they in trouble because LeBron didn't lose that first game? I don't think they're in trouble. Uh, I don't even think this was a feel out game. They just got hit in the mouth. You know, they were coming out trying to do business as usual. And Jimmy Butler said, nah, you can take this coffee to the face real quick. Big face, cup. baby. Hold my cup. Go drop 40 on your head. And so would back. Did you see when he hit that clutch layup in the fourth and he took his mouthpiece off and he was like talking to LeBron and he looked at him. He was like, you in trouble. Mm. And then he kept walking to the bench and he was like, they in trouble. They in trouble. Bro, I was like, yo, who done woke him up? Who? went into his room and took all his sugar, can't make no more coffee. Like, who made him mad before this game? Well, that's because at halftime, I think LeBron had told him, y'all are in trouble. Oh. Yeah, there was some back and forth between those two guys. So I think it was a play on whatever LeBron had told him before halftime. Dang, because I was sitting there and I was like, bro, who? I mean, Jimmy Butler's a savage either way, so. Yeah, they could have been down 3-0 and he still would have said that. (laughs) Okay, but the whole big face coffee thing, that Jimmy Butler has, he's got any size that you want, but every size is $20. Yeah. Do you spend, like, would you spend $20 on a small coffee? Listen, if I'm going to Big Face Coffee, I'm getting a large. I don't care if you charge 50 bucks for the coffee. No, but everything's 20 bucks. That's the thing. It doesn't matter yeah. if it's a large or a small. I guess it's a good thing if you get more up in size, but like, if if you choose to get a small coffee, it's still $20, which can be a bad thing. This is true. It's a weird tactic, right? But it's oddly getting a lot of PR and good marketing. I wonder uh, if everyone's just getting the larges. Yeah, maybe so. Like, if you're not getting a large, what are you doing? Did he start this in the bubble? I thought he was a wine guy, like D-Wade. I don't know. I've seen videos of him before a pandemic where he was, like, out with the hat on, you know, chilling with some old heads, playing – I don't know, drinking wine, playing chess, drinking wine. I don't know. Yeah. Dude was just living his best life. He really so, is. He could have been on this for a while now, but even if he know. loses the finals, he's got he's got a coffee business that's gonna blow up after he gets back. Bro, I'm telling you, if he loses these finals and doesn't get a haircut, like if we start the next NBA season and he still looks the same or worse, like somebody gotta help him, bro. Looks up Jimmy on Urban Dictionary, a man with a raggedy mustache. That's the first thing. Like It has to be. He probably read that before the bubble and was like, you know what? I'm just going to carry this on. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, get it, bro. Get a hair. I, I personally think he knows it looks bad, but it's brought him to the finals. He hasn't got a haircut to this point, and so I think it's a superstitious thing. Yeah. Might as well. So, When's the last time you got a haircut? A couple weeks ago. I'm probably going to get another one this week, you know. Keep it fresh. I want you to get braids. Huh? I want you to get braids. <clears throat> Thanks for listening to 3 <laughs> <laughs> You don't like braids? 
Uh, I'm not gonna get no braids. I might get like twists, maybe. No, don't do I'm the twist. Get braids. Because I hate twist at the starting point. Like when people first get them, it's just like it looks like little worms on the top of their head. Like Yeah, but you gotta start somewhere, man. Yeah. I'd rather you just keep the mini afro though if you you're know what? thinking about doing twist. I would I might you know the the two braided thing that uh, uh what's the name? Russell Westbrook had at one mm-hmm. point, I think. Yeah. We had like the two stranded braids just going like this and meeting in the back. Mm-hmm. That might be dope. I might try that out. See what you popping. can do it. Try it, man. You can see what's popping. You know what I'm saying? Ha-ha. There's no better time to live than now. Yeah. All right. Last thing. Last thing. Uh, Doc Rivers suddenly got fired as the head coach of the Los Angeles Clippers um, weeks after. They got kicked out of the playoffs when they blew a 3-1 lead to the Denver Nuggets. And Paul George did not show up. And Kawhi did not show up in game seven. I saw something like Paul George cheated on Doc Rivers' wife, then got him fired for not showing up in a game seven. Did you see that too? No. I don't know what this story what? is with Doc Rivers' wife or, or daughter or anything like that. It was like Paul George – you know, cheated on Doc Rivers' daughter and then, you know, lost, didn't show up in game seven and uh, got him fired. Like, this man is a savage. Did, they, did he date his daughter? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. But the post, the post was really was... funny. I'm not condoning cheating. I'm just saying the whole, <laughs> the way it was set up, it was, it was very, it was funny. Um, but we knew that shortly after that, Wayne, there was going to be multiple teams lined up to take on Doc. It uh, doesn't matter what he did in this past playoffs or even years past. He's one of the most renowned coaches in the in the NBA. So it was going to be, you know, New Orleans, Houston, anybody that was in contention. Uh, and he ended up choosing the Philadelphia 76ers over there with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, who had a who had an awkward season and the pairings and fittings that they had for their team just did not mesh one bit. Uh, but what did you think about this signing and what are your hopes for this team moving into the into next season? Well, my hopes for the 76ers team is that they find a way to dip Ben Simmons and get a high overall pick and get a point guard, like an actual point guard, hmm. not a Ben Simmons point guard. We need to we need to stop that era and move on because we thought Ben Simmons was going to come in and be like a LeBron type, you know, point forward type person, but the man can't shoot. So he can't be LeBron. Even if he could shoot, wasn't going to be LeBron, but I don't know he if he could, could, if he could shoot, he'd be very similar to LeBron. He'd be similar. Don't get me wrong. He'd be similar, but maybe not like producing as much. Right. Or getting the numbers, but they need to find a way to, package him in a deal and try and get like a top pick somewhere. Like who has a number one pick? The Timberwolves? Yes. Wait, Send so you them. want them to get a draft pick or you want them to get like trade for a legit point guard that's already in the NBA? They could trade for trade for a legit point guard, but I do someone like a uh, Simmons. Maybe like a Drew Holiday. You could. Or because I don't know who would want Ben Simmons. I don't know. I mean I I guarantee that if they're like we're shopping Ben Simmons. There might be some teams that'll be like, hey, we'll take him. I just don't know who those teams are because hmm. he can't shoot. 
teams nowadays probably have a point guard already. They don't need him to come in and not be able to shoot and take up space on the I was floor. I was going to say John Wall, take a chance on him, but he can't really shoot all that well either. But the Wizards would hop on that, I feel like. They would hop on a young player in Ben Simmons to kind of lead their franchise. Yeah, and pair him with Bradley Beal. Maybe, yeah. Or Bradley Beal going to the Sixers. Check I don't know. It. I don't know. Hey, but but you're saying that, that you're saying they need to get rid of Ben Simmons though. Yes. Doc Rivers needs to be like, all right, my first action as head coach of the Philadelphia Philadelphia 76ers is to say goodbye to Ben Simmons. Our first offensive set is to trade Ben Simmons. Yes. Sorry, Bob. Gotta go. I think Doc Rivers is gonna find a way to get to Joel Embiid and get to Ben Simmons. I, I saw a report that was like Brett Brown really let Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid do whatever they want. Like he didn't really run a lot of sets for them, didn't really, you know, get into them when they weren't playing at their best, just was kind of passive. And you, you don't need a passive coach. You need a coach who's going to get in there, get in your face and tell it to you straight. And Doc Rivers is that dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they signed him to like five years, like a hefty contract. So they're committed to him for a while. I mean, we know those contracts don't, last in the nba no matter how long they are but um yeah i don't i don't think this was a bad signing for them i think he's a well-known coach he's a player's coach which is important um so i think he'll be able to do something i think the the number one thing for them overall is they just you said a point guard i think more so it's just point blank they need shooters like period uh like, I, I think getting rid of J.J. Redick was one of the worst things they did uh, in the offseason. Uh, letting mm-hmm. him walk towards to, to New Orleans, like, he fit so well with them because he was just their primary bucket getter when they needed bucket. Like, he could shoot the three. He he comes off uh, pin screens. He, he shoots up from the mid-range. He can take it to the hole every now and then. Like, he was perfect for them. Uh, they need more guys like him. So I think the priority for them this offseason is is definitely getting more shooting, or else you're going to be left with a guy named Furkan Korkmaz as your primary shooter. <laughs> Whoa. I wonder what he is on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to do that. Oh, I'm doing it. You already oh, know. No. I'm, I'm already typing it. Furkan. Here we go. Uh, Please tell me they have nothing. No, there is something. I, I'm not going to read it because it's kind of lame. Like, it's just the whole, like, you know, this guy takes your breath away. He's great. He's honest. He's cute. But I do like the example sentence just because the name is funny. But the example sentence is, Furkan is the perfect boy. <laughs> so, like, what? Just the name is just Furkan. Just, I can't get over it. Okay. Okay. I'm tired and I'm going to lose it during this podcast so we need to wrap it up uh all right let's get it so tomorrow game four who do you got lakers or heat i got lakers let's they assume go let's assume bam out of bio comes back still lakers yep okay um i'm gonna i'm gonna go there with you i'm gonna go lakers and i think the next game uh game five mm-hmm. i think the heat will take it and they'll push to a game six, and the Lakers, like you said, will finish it out in game six. Yep. If we're right, we need another sponsorship like vitamin water and water. Yes, we need a third sponsor. 
hit us up. Subway, do it. By the way, we're not actually sponsored by Vitamin Water, but if they want to reach out to us, that's great. Okay. Uh, you guys can find us on all streaming platforms, Spotify, iTunes. Don't forget when you're on iTunes, if you're listening through iTunes, we want you guys to give us uh, one, of, one of the ratings, a five-star rating and a review as well. We don't just ask you to do this simply because we like, uh, want to see your comments. I mean, we do, but uh, those ratings help us to be a little bit more seen when people are searching for other podcasts. So we really appreciate that. You can obviously find us here on YouTube to like and subscribe to our page. And as always, Wayne loves to leave us with some words that will encourage you through your week, through your day, while you're listening to this in your car, through your headphones, whatever it may be. So Wayne, yeah, put it on us. I'm, a, I'm about to put it on you. You ready? Actually, I'm not about to put anything on you because that'd be weird. But <laughs> it was kind of phrased weird. When it came out of my mouth, I was like, mm, how about uh, lay it on us? No, it's still weird. Uh, <laughs> give it to us. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Drew, just stop. Please, just stop. <laughs> All right, people, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, we got some stuff coming up. Uh, you know, it's election season, you know, all that good stuff. But what I want you to remember, I want you to remember this, okay? Don't let all the noise get to your head. Don't let all the nonsense and the things going around get to your head, okay? You do what's best for you and your people, and we'll leave the rest to God. Amen. I'm telling you that right now. You do you, let God handle the rest, all right? That's what I'm leaving you here with for now, because I myself have to take that same advice. Mm-hmm. So... If you don't hear anything else from this podcast, just you do you, let God handle the rest. Come on now. Y'all know the vibes out here, spiritual vibes. And go vote. Go vote. Um, vote. If you're not registered to vote, do that. Get registered, go vote. Also, I, so I think this is a great idea for the whole debate thing, like, because they had it between Trump and Biden, and I think they're going to do it between Kamala and Pence. Like, they're going to do the vice presidents too. Mm Mm-hmm. What if the moderator had a mute button? Like, no, but seriously, any time that the other person tried to cut the other one off, you could just hit your mute button and they wouldn't be heard. Why mm-hmm. has nobody tried this yet? I don't know. But, but it, it needs, needs to happen. I think it needs to happen. But it, anyways, I digress. I digress. But if they decide to do it, I want credit. I want I'll credit give you, for that. I'll right? give you credit. I'll tag you. Hit us up. 3D pod. Hit me up. Drew McWilliams. Thanks for listening to us. We'll see you again next week. There might be a finals champion. There might not. We shall wait and see. Maybe we'll even, if there's a finals uh, champion sooner than we expect, me and Wayne might hop on here even sooner. You never know. We might do a finals recap right as the game ends and just give our emotional thoughts right after it. We'll see. Let's do it. I'm down. All right. Thanks for joining us, y'all. We'll see you next week. Bye.